0: Hey, Jesus
1: Hi, heathens!
2: Hi, friends!
0: We're back! <laughs>
2: it's us again, in your screen and headphones. It's another episode of The Unholy Trinity. So, last week, we talked about um, religious stupidity and Christian nationalism. And we had a grand old time. You should go check out that episode if you haven't already. This week, we're going to talk about... Uh, what I would like to consider the honey boo boo of church mistakes, just the, <laughs> just the the gold star winner of American Idol of Christian nationalism itself, Bethel Church,
0: <laughs> and specifically Bill Johnson.
2: I'm never gonna yes. see Bill Johnson as honey boo boo. Thank you for that. He is now honey boo boo. You're welcome. We look No hate to Alana,
1: by the way. Like you know, it's not her she, fault. No, She's is family, is. family and.
0: Tell me anything different.
2: <laughs> but, but before we do that, we should catch up a little bit. How are you guys doing?
1: Um, I'm okay. I mean, you know, the same same olds running around changing the world by being the Messiah. Um what was there to report on? As one, so one like? does. As one does. No, I mean I was yeah. telling telling you off screen, just fighting twelve year olds, uh, which is exhausting. I just found out uh for those of you who don't know, my, you know, account is sometimes controversial, and 12-year-olds don't know how to handle their emotions. Uh, True. But, I found out Instagram lets you block any age of people you don't want, and I did not know really? that. Really? Yeah, if you go to your settings on Instagram, you can set age limits, and, like, Is it, like,
0: block boomers? Because that would be my...
1: You can do... I don't think you can, but I think it's an 18 and or 21 button, and you can set it by region. So you can be like, I do not want eighteen-year-olds from America, but like eighteen-year-olds from Canada are fine because they're more mature. <laughs> and I was like, that's I'm incredible. Probably use that button in the future. TikTok. Are there any it. other age categories? I I don't know. I haven't gotten that far into it because like, they need
2: to have like a thirty-five and up or thirty-five and down. Like a fifty. As long up as they get the minors
1: off of these things, like I'm totally okay with that. Like, not saying that they shouldn't have Instagram; it's fine. It's whatever. I just don't want to interact with them.
2: But what if the Queen of Heathens could block all males oh my God, above the age imagine? of 35? <gasps> Glorious! Why has this not started as its own
1: platform yet?
0: But then, like, that would be amazing.
1: platform? Can we do
0: that? Just can like should, males under the age of 35, unless
1: you can prove like your your homosexuality and or allyship, because I'd still want to be your friend. <laughs>
2: There's, there should be a quiz. What is a key? Go.
0: Can you still be a misogynist if you have a wife? Yes, yes or no?
1: That's...
2: That's, a good, that's a good one. <gasps> I am so mad at that wrangling little loquacious stammer. Like I just like I can't stand that little motherfucker. Wait, okay. this is about a person? <laughs> Yeah, is, he's oh, not I person. didn't get the reference.
0: <laughs> so, like, I, my week has been relatively boring outside of, um, I heard that my mom, who I'm estranged from, is teaching my youngest sister that the world will be ending soon and that she needs to, like, prepare. Um, and so, naturally, I was furious. Um, but that's besides the point, the other interesting part of my week was this um, lovely, lovely, faceless old man on the internet um telling me that I was a misandrist and then like trying to call me a cunt um but like safe for the algorithm so he like used an extra letter and then tried to tell me that actually that word was the word that he used was um slang for a female clown and I'm like first of all dog the fact that you would even know slang for a female clown is disturbing to me. Um, second of all, no, it's not. Because I looked it up on like every platform because I cover my bases. Um, And I was like, let me see if I'm wrong. Eh, I wasn't. Um, So he was calling me a, a misandrist cunt. Sorry for the wording, but that's what it was. Um, And so I was like, I'm not really trying to deal with you. So I tagged in a bunch of guys and was like, look what it's like to be a woman on the internet. Bye. Um, Not necessarily because I need them to then defend me, but just because it's like, I think sometimes people, and maybe especially men, don't really realize just the kind of like daily abuse that shows up. Um, But Andrew, being the absolute angel that he is, tried to engage with this man respectfully.
2: Good luck. (laughs) This creature had the interpersonal (laughs) skills of a dead cockroach's twitching leg. Like, it just... Specific. He... he, Very specific. Like, well, it's what I pictured. I was like, a cockroach? No, let's make it worse. Dead cockroach, the twitch. The death twitch? That's this man. The death. Um... (laughs) He said, um, "I've been married since 1988, and I have Got daughters him. and granddaughters." I was like, "Thomas Jefferson owned slaves and had black kids. Like this isn't exactly the win <laughs> you think it is." <laughs> oh,
0: that's um, ADL, sir.
1: I, I just,
2: I mm-mm. no, sir. You
1: don't. I feel like well, we I, just I, need a whole I, bunch of those analogies, though. Like, what else is there?
2: I, I just kind of want you to, from now on to just go, how can I hate men? Yeah. I know this man right here, yeah. and I have really <laughs> invested in his culture, and I understand. <laughs> like, And I just think you could just totally...
1: I smelt four-in-one body wash once. Right. Was okay. Listen,
0: <laughs> I have supplied packs to a man before in my life. Um, I've supported his wearing of cargo shorts. Well, don't do that. I understand his culture. I can't hate men. Okay. I have
2: I have been present in their most holy of days okay. of tailgating. Mm. Uh, all, yeah. of mm-hmm. all of them, all of them. So think,
0: honestly, the thing I think that like a lot of people on the internet, uh, men specifically, don't actually understand that for the majority of my life, and even still to this day, I tend to be like one of the guys, and I mean even like. Right now, I work out in the mornings and the morning class is primarily dudes and they have sort of embraced me as one of the guys. But the thing is, not just this group, but just having grown up as one of the guys, that's why I have a problem with men. Because I hear the shit that they say when they think that they're not in the presence of women like Mm -hmm. that's the issue right
1: it always goes back to the whole we're in presence of mixed company and it's like what are you like when you're not
0: exactly and i'm not saying that like being in mixed company or like i think the idea of being in mixed company and therefore you should be nicer all that does is masks that you're a piece of shit um
2: i have never thought about that but really no, I, not in, not with that phrase, you know. Like, yes, the general concept, but not like every time my grandmother said we're a mixed company, she was just saying I'm kind of a tool. Sometimes I didn't think about that. Um, yeah, that's interesting.
0: I, to be fair, like hold opinions or beliefs that maybe like we wouldn't be comfortable saying you in front of everyone, but I think just by that being
1: offensive,
2: yeah.
0: yeah, but. I... The fact if, if we have a lot of opinions and beliefs that we're not comfortable saying in front of other people, they're deserving you of examination this. and like mm-hmm. reflection. Yes, maybe like talking about it yeah. with your therapist to get like an. honest If you're view going point. to
1: withhold anti-Muslim rhetoric because you notice that there is somebody who's Muslim in the room, then maybe you should see why you.
0: Maybe you're with Muslims, right. and you need to rethink that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. So we're a little bit off the rails here. But, yeah, that's what happened this week. And um, the only way that – so he was, like, responding to my comments, like, five hours after I told him that I was not going to be engaging with him anymore. And the only way that I got him to stop responding was I was like, I just need you to know that I get paid by TikTok for engagement. So the more comments you leave, the more money I make. <laughs> and then he was like, ugh. Oh.
1: It's the greatest comeback, and, like, and it's funny because they don't yeah. know how much that is, so it works every time. As far as they know, it could be millions. Yeah. Like, it's you know,
0: money, really but just the fact that they think that like they're causing me to profit, they're like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. And I'm like, it's twenty five. I cents, wish I could make hey. profit
1: more. I want people to go buy my merch and just send me pictures of them burning it. That's all I want.
2: I want it to become a trend. <laughs> you, you know. I, I saw this video, it, it's made circles like multiple times. Someone I'm um, friends with on TikTok they'll say uh, that they'll show pictures of the things they bought with money they made after showing a hate comment. It. It's like it's like, that was, yep you said that, but look at this opal ring trade-off. And I was like, I love that. I love that for you. That's, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: I, love I love it. Yeah. Like, and, and honestly, it's the quickest way to get people to shut up, which is my other favorite thing. Because it's like, I let them talk and talk and talk and talk. And then I'm like, hey, just FYI, you're paying my bills, bitch.
2: Like, <laughs> and then move on. Andrew, how was your week? Oh, sorry, we, we were talking around. <laughs> um... So I had a very good work week. I won't talk about work on here, but I I things outside of this have been going well for me, right? Um I planted Okay, so on my TikTok you'll see that it says like Bible, mysticism and gardening and justice work. Okay, I talk about justice work, I talk about mysticism, I talk about Bible. Don't talk about gardening a lot. You want my gardening content? Go to my Instagram. I post on there all the time about the frogs that are on my blooming bromeliads and the giant grasshoppers that are beside baby frogs. And today, I took clippings of what is called a Peruvian apple cactus. A Peruvian it- apple cactus is about as thick around as like a thigh. It's, it's a big old cactus and they grow these big old red bulbs, these like fuchsia bulbs that have its fruit that tastes like honeysuckle. Oh. It's amazing. Um and so I took a couple clippings of that and I'm going to be growing that. I also planted From a cooker. macadamia nut tree in my yard and so I'm going to have macadamia nuts. Is anyone familiar with Drunken Minto? <laughs>
1: totally No,
2: what's Dr. Jimento? No, 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 what is it, what is it, what is it?
1: Just like a musician from like the 60s words and 70s, but uh, they have one with words,
2: and it goes, Macadamia, yeah. ooh! And that's all I could think of. <laughs> 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 This will now be a trend, this will be an audio. We'll see. They up. wrote the, I'm coming to take you away,
1: haha. that one, you know? Okay, then, Hello, I am familiar with that. Hello, father. Da 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 da, da
2: so ba, you know da, da da da. You ba, da, 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 da yeah, it's also the tone, the tune that was used for Canaan Advantix. Yes. All right. Yes. Hello, mother. Hello, Hello. Hello father. Hello. Fleas and ticks stay. <gasps> really it bother was. Yes. Okay, sorry. You can continue. That was yeah. so rudely interrupted. Now sponsored by we, Advantix. We
1: start, start, and then he it does. Does just off
0: the rails immediately.
2: Nope. You asked me how I was, and then chaos it. ensued. That's what happened, and I'm sorry. Okay, clipping macadamia um, so nuts. So no, no macadamia nuts. Yes. Peruvian apple cactus, and I found a, like a trail in a forest that has like an alligator lake near uh, my house, and I'm gonna be going there consistently because it's a beautiful place with actual alligators,
0: bro. If anyone, yes, re... alligator lake, my California.
2: Mm. Not. Yeah. Absolutely As not. I'm um, do Yeah, no, I like. I, 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 I love all of the scaly creatures everywhere. It's not that I don't love them, it's that I don't want to hang
1: out with them.
2: <laughs> you make them sound like. It's like i don't want to be invited to thanksgiving at the alligators this year it's not that i don't love them i just don't want i can't i can't sit with them i'm not chilling at alligator lake for another dinner i'm sorry i'm not i'm not doing it have you heard their politics i just can't do it they're so cold-blooded we're just gonna hang out
0: there see what happens okay so they
2: alligators kind of quack though
0: what why they kind of quack this should be a yeah, whole, right. like, Florida man.
2: I I yeah, if we could just <laughs> rebrand that guy where he's not like throwing alligators into restaurants to rob them, mm-hmm. that was hilarious. That happened. I believe Wait, it. I'm oh, sorry, I, I will tell this story. Okay, and so okay, we went we from Bethel to Florida man. Here we go. <laughs> okay, okay. So there's this guy who robbed a a a dairy queen, that's what it was. Via drive thru by throwing an alligator at them through the drive-through window. So so let's 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 follow the list. He caught an alligator and then he went on a heist and somehow made the alligator accessible to him when driving enough that he could grab it, but not enough that it wouldn't bite him until he got to the window. Right. And instead of having a gun, what he wanted to do, what to rob them, is he grabbed an alligator and he hurled it through the window at the lady that he was trying to rob. The disturbing that part happened. to me
1: is that he went out and hunted an alligator because like, that he means hunted, it wasn't yeah, his. And I just feel like Probably. He, it should be his. I feel like he should raise it if he's going to use it. Yeah, yeah. it would it, it, it <laughs> work be better. better. I'd be much more terrified <laughs> of an alligator coming through a Dairy Queen window than a gun no, 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 I thought you alligator said it ...deserved
0: better. Like, this alligator... life. This life yeah, ...just sure. trying to be a swamp creature... ...and then I launched him See, into but a here's
2: fucking the thing. You guys flipped on alligators really, so quick. It's
1: really smart. Because if you think about it, he would be arrested with a gun for, like, lethal intent or, like, you know, like, a murderous action. But if you're caught with an alligator, they'd be, like, be, like act of God.
2: Y'all went full white liberal on alligators. I don't want to see them. I don't want to be around them, but I will defend their rights. (laughs) I mean, I
1: ate an alligator once. It was okay. They're okay for that. They're fine.
2: They're fishy. They're fine. You you don't know? It It is. It's like fish chicken. That's exactly Oh,
0: no, I'm just saying so here's my opinion on alligators it's my opinion on most wildlife
1: yeah. we, should the we should leave people say do you want to go outdoors and they say saying i'm okay <laughs> yeah
0: like do you want to go to alligator lake no i don't that's their house my house is over here yeah. and i'm gonna stay in it or around my right. house and go to like non-alligator lake um, i mean it's like i yeah that, that's my opinion I mean,
1: I mean, but I do want exotic pets. Like, if you were to give me a tiger today, I would accept it. But like,
2: I, I wouldn't oh, oh, okay. go out of my way to get
1: one because, like, you know, again. So harassment. you don't want to like go
2: visit, but you want them contained in your property.
1: Yeah, it's just that weird selfish maternal instinct. I guess I don't know. I need a kid instead. <laughs> I, I, I really like to that. when That's I was a
0: kid to a pet monkey, but now that I'm older, no. I'm like, I don't deserve yeah. a pet monkey. They should. Miles.
1: like george from tiktok who
0: passed away oh my god i love is... oh my god i yes, love yes. Like, this is your monkey content or something
1: pour it out for george
2: so pour it out for george <laughs> hashtag pour out for george everyone cheers in conclusion it was a good week yes in conclusion it was a good week All right. thanks okay so <laughs> We're, we're, we're the best. Okay. Like, all right. Bethel. Honey boo boo. So for
1: somebody who is not familiar with Bethel, for somebody who is just hearing the word for the first time, uh, we introduced it saying that it was included within Christian nationalism from last week. And that spurred us to want to talk about Bethel more, but what is Bethel? If you were giving someone a quick summary, anyone can jump in.
0: (laughs) (coughs) My time has come. So, uh, Bethel Church is, first and foremost, a church up in Redding, California, and I'm about four hours south-ish from, from Redding. Um, Bethel was founded in 1996, and it was originally part of the Assemblies of God sort of umbrella. And then in 2005, it withdrew and became non-denominational. And part of the reason that it withdrew was because of sort of like a theological differences Um, and understanding, I mean, obviously the Bible, theology. Um, Bethel has been pastored since its foundation in 1996 by Bill and Benny Johnson. And it has sort of spawned a number of different ministries and uh, I guess brands. So people have probably heard of Bethel Music. Um, There's also the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry They also have a number of other schools, like a missionary training school. They also have like a coding, like a tech coding boot camp and and a couple of other that I can't, I'm I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but those are sort of the main ones that they they do. And Bethel music is probably why it's most famous because they've sort of infiltrated a lot of more mainstream worship with their songs and, and whatnot.
1: And I feel like, don't they have a lot of like celebrities on their roster that they kind of tie into that music, like Bieber?
0: Yeah, so Hill's as far song? as I know, there's Are been a couple
1: say, of celebrities. Is there a connection between Bethel and Hillsong? I think Hillsong's like the split, right? From Bethel. I'm confused. i not
2: sure
0: about
1: know. that. Let's look it up while, you, while, while you're going over the background, so I'll look into it real quick.
0: sure if there's a... Yeah, but definitely Bieber has shouted out shouted them out and then they um that's how they got a lot of I think sort of I don't want to say a lot of fame but a lot of people were then directed there um but I would have to double check on the uh, Bethel
2: Hillsong connection I'm not sure well, there's to be a, honest there's a lot of YouTube videos about how <laughs> um Bethel Hillsong and um Elevation are the unholy trinity
1: I was going to say, I think
2: elevation is the tie
1: between the two because it's a very confusing world. It's it's an empire. Uh, that's very obvious. Yeah. <clears throat> but I feel like Hillsong. They married into is each other. Yeah. Foreign. Hillsong started in New Zealand, right? Okay.
2: That's what I thought.
1: And okay. so I think that came over yeah. to America, made its huge impact on like New York and L.A. as their big mega church zones. Uh, and they're. they're biggest HQ I believe is out of Australia but for some reason I saw them tied
0: but I do think Bethel music and Hillsong is mistaken um because I think a lot of Bethel music's like songs or whatever have been picked up by other major sort of like worship
2: based Like Chris Tomlin has really crossed over with Bethel quite.
0: Well, and many of y'all will know about Sean Fuched.
1: We mentioned him last week. I think that's
0: how you pronounce it, and he is
1: long haired.
0: Yes. He was the worship leader and does his I don't even know, worship protests where Mm -hmm. he's like, We don't need vaccines because God will protect us, but also I need the proud boys and their guns to protect us in these streets. Um he was from Bethel, so I mean, and like that,
1: that's just like built into the music.
0: I mean, I think it's all so interwoven that
1: like <laughs> you can't separate the theology from yeah the music.
0: It, sure like I'm trying to think of how to say it. like he was a worship leader that right. obviously he bought into their theology and he was almost impossible to be a member of a church and to try and actively disagree okay. with the theology that mm. they espouse from the pulpit like it, at least in the in leadership maybe if you're just a, a parishioner and you don't agree with x y or z okay but if you're going to be in leadership at the church it's really hard to be actively opposed to the theology that, that that church is um putting out there in my experience um so he was a worship leader for some time and i don't know i don't think he's a worship leader there anymore but he certainly still has the notoriety that comes with bethel Um, And I am almost positive that the worship music that he performs now is probably still loosely connected with Bethel in some way. Um, But, like, he also ran for, like, local government, I believe, like, trying to... (laughs) He lost, like, resoundingly. But... (laughs) Loser. But uh, he very much believes that, like... You know, faith should overlap with politics, and you know there should be a very specific kind of government, and that government is very much based right. on how he perceives the Bible, and how he perceives the Bible, I think, is pretty in line with how Bill Johnson perceives the Bible, at least according mm. to
2: the uh, article. Well, like, how does this man view the Bible, though? Like, I, here's what I want to know, like, and I, and I've read a little bit of this, but I'd love your perspective. Both of you on this one, so I'm familiar with the Assemblies of God. I get that denomination. I understand it, not my cup of tea, um, but to to need to leave the Assemblies of God. I, I know I know two churches left the Assemblies of God because they went the other way and became affirming. So, so I I, I know what it looks like to leave the Assemblies okay. of God in that way. I feel like this is a
0: different move, yeah.
2: you know? Like, 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 it's a different kind of move. So why why did they need to move away from yeah. the Assemblies of God? Why were they losing funding from the Assemblies of God and yeah. identity? What happened there? That's a good question. I don't know
0: that one. So to be honest, I don't know exactly why they split. Um, but I do know, do know that it was certainly not to become more affirming because they are very clear about the fact. And in fact, they have a ministry, ministry, um, where they, like – council people that are in the lgbtq that no longer mm. want to be attracted to the same sex and and right. so like it, was it certainly wasn't to be more affirming it was for another reason. i don't know that exact reason but what i think it was is that they are very very much based in this theology that um jesus is perfect which i know many many um sex espouse but they believe Jesus is perfect in the regard that like if someone is sick and needs healing Jesus's work is already done and he wants that person to be healed so any failing for that person to be healed on earth is a result of a um, failure yeah. of the people around them um, yeah <laughs> I know it's weird Um, but a lot of their beliefs are weird. And I came from a part of Christianity that very much believed in, uh, you know, gifts of the spirit and healing and all of these things, right? I mean, like I had someone in church die of cancer and I had the preacher from Mm -hmm. the pulpit pray for her to be raised from the dead. Like at her, (sighs) so like I come from a church very much about this. And it still did not preach this like. Well. Jesus is perfect. The work is already done. So if somebody's not healed. Well, it's because.
1: Here's this. what I got from the message. And I. I again I see where like what? they're problematic. In terms of like almost their cult like. Um, beliefs or. It, it sounds like I'm falling into the trap. Right. They're heresy. But. What I see, it's interesting, because I saw their views on, like, the whole healing parts much differently from, like, the videos I was watching in terms of looking into them. Because uh, what they seem to believe is more like the apostolic, apostolic?
2: apostolic. apostolic
1: yeah. view that everyone in the church has the ability to become an apostle. And that uh, they think the issues with current denominations out there is they stopped trying to escalate to an apostle level. And they see it as every Christian's right and duty from God to be blessed with miracles of healing and any kind of other miracles that they ask for. Um, Which I don't see as problematic. I mean, it's very problematic. But I don't see it as problematic. Because (laughs) if you full-heartedly believe that there were people doing Mm -hmm. miracles in the biblical times and you believe that God is forever, of course you would believe that miracles would still continue to happen to this day and you'd still believe that people could be blessed with I guess sort of powers where it becomes really strange is they don't think that Jesus necessarily was God as much as he was an apostle who was blessed by God to have those powers so in essence they're saying you can earn these blessing powers just like
2: Jesus did and that's where people get pissed so I think I might have stumbled across another thing on them this is interesting um So, the Assemblies of God is a very specific kind of denomination. You can't just enter the Assemblies of God. Like, if your local church needs a pastor and you have a Master's of Divinity from a seminary, you can't just go, oh, I'll apply there. You have Mm. to go all the way through their denomination, through their main office and everything. They could not make more Bethel churches without going through the Assemblies of God church. They could not have their own network. Okay, okay. So like right. the, it it would be it wouldn't be their churches it would be an assemblies of God right. church right let that that they would have to go to the denomination and go hey we have this leader will you <laughs> approve this leader so that they can go through training through you and not us to become an assemblies of God preacher but if they separate themselves from the denomination they could launch their own churches
1: yeah And I'm also seeing that Bill Johnson specifically had to apologize for originally wanting to leave the Assembly of God. He came back after the vote and was like, oh, I rescind my vote. I never wanted to actually withdraw or something. I don't get the drama. But it was too late at that point. They were already out. (laughs) Which is fine, because that's what they wanted. I don't get the whole dramatic rescind. Like, just go do your thing, Bill. If you look at the end of the letter, he mentions finances three times in a that row. That makes more sense. He didn't he didn't have the funding that he thought he had. Okay.
0: Um they have raked in over I oh. believe it's 1.7 million in COVID relief.
1: My now. issue isn't even that they took funding, yeah. like whatevs, so many yeah. people needed to take funding, but they are one of the wealthiest churches because they are so donation heavy and they are so aggressive about it. If you watch any of their uh, yep. sermons online, I'd say probably 70% of that material is about the blessings that you'll receive from donations. it opens with donations it goes into donations it talks about tithing some more and then it yep. closes with donations
0: um, Well it also are very um, what's the word I'm looking for. So they have a very large congregation I believe it's either over 11 or 13,000 people in their reading church alone. And then they also have offshoots, other places, and I don't know exactly how the funding from those, like outside, or not the outside, but the offshoots works. But they have tons of donations, and they also charge for their School of Supernatural Ministry. I think it's like forty-two thousand, or sorry, forty-two hundred dollars a year, or like somewhere in there. So, long. yeah. And fun fact: so there's like this big. Debate issue, whatever, going on in Reading over like Bethel's takeover of Reading as this, as a city, because Reading historically has had some issues economically. So they have had issues with industry, they've had issues with folks uh, and addiction. And so they haven't, it hasn't been a hub, let's say that, of like, you know tech or industry or anything like that. Um, And so when Bethel moved in, there was a lot of nothing going on there. (laughs) And a lot of their sort of like public arenas weren't doing so great. So there was like the civic auditorium that was failing and Bethel decided to step in and what is it? I have a note here. Um, they did a, oh, they op- they started a ministry called Advanced Reading in order to save the Civic Center. Um And then, like, when they found out that there was going to be some cops that were laid off, they did fundraising to donate to the police department to keep the cops on, and they're a very pro-cop. And that is perhaps an issue for another, but, like very very much involved in law enforcement they call the law enforcement like do y'all need anything like the sheriffs are very much like when bethel calls they're always asking what we need and it's so great and, and i'm like jesus was a brown socialist executed by the states or state sorry like y'all think he was super stoked about the cops it's not
1: even that it's just, just when religion starts trying to uh put themselves in the pocket of power questions need to start being asked
2: All my red flags are going – like, this is – wow. Yep,
0: yep, yep. And beyond that, I mean, this I can't really argue with, but you see its reach, right? So, like, when the car fires were happening, Bethel gave a $1,000 to every family that was affected by these fires. And even if they weren't in the church, it was just bought like, whoever, whatever family. And I support this, right? Like, I certainly support – giving money to people that are affected by these fires. If you're going to be an institution that says that you're based on compassion, but, but I do think that part of this was a major power play, um, to sort of garner support, influence, whatever. And especially in light of the article we mentioned earlier, which is about why Bill Johnson voted for Trump. And the points in that article are, um, I don't know, atrocious, And really show, like, where he stands on the idea of socialism or of government funding for um, public programs. And seeing, like, his thoughts on government funding and how it's, you know, basically, like, it shouldn't be done too much because (laughs) it will take independence and autonomy away from poor people and will take self esteem away from rich people the usual but then being like hey point. no worries we're going to pass out right. those like fucking benjamins to folks that were by the fire face. really makes me wonder like what was As your always, intention in I'm handing sure. out that money the
1: article you mentioned by the way for anyone who wants to read it is uh from the gospel heralds which i can only imagine is this is this bethel's paper well, cuz the article itself is written by Bill Johnson, so these are in his words.
0: No, it's not it... Okay. Yes, no, it's an opinion article. It's not Bethel's paper, but it is certainly in yeah. publication, and I think he thought he did something posting that article. Well, it's
1: called uh, from the start, you know, his position, you know, even though I mean, obviously it's an opinion, but it's called Bethel Church Pastor Bill Johnson why i voted for donald trump
2: because
0: i'm (laughs) a racist i wish you
1: would have uh just said it the way you said it but i mean like some of the quotes in here are just of course he goes into the same talking points of i found that murder and abortion is wrong and because clinton supports that i refuse to support her and i found that compassion for aliens is vital aliens as in you know illegal aliens is vital, but here again, the responsibility to re- provide for the safety of our citizens comes first.
0: But like, where is that in the Bible? Where it's
1: not. I asked you, like, where the verses America first? See,
2: this is this is exactly the religious stupidity stuff we were talking about last week. Yeah, right. Like, real talk, because it, it's an elevation of any idea that supports the status quo and a deviation from anything religiously affiliated that could oppose. Yeah. The status quo or the sources of power and that's what he's doing he's saying i what what i think is weird is there's almost some integrity there of him going i'll admit that this is in the bible but there is a higher priority to things that are anti-biblical and that is so strange for him to be that aware you know what i mean
1: He, he quite literally pointed to the bible in the article specifically he's saying he's not pointing out where in the bible but he specifically said the bible teaches us that you have to um follow in line with your government and uh you have to support your nation. So he's specifically saying that these are biblical values and he thinks abortion is a biblical you know against the bible in some way or another. He's saying nationalism yeah. specifically is called for and like I guess probably how the nation of Israel is asked to band together. I don't know.
0: Oh, well he was saying that like we support Israel full stop blindly with no criticism whatsoever and Therefore, if a candidate does not do that, we shouldn't vote for them. And it and I think the thing the issue for me, like first of all, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe we should just support Israel blindly. I think that's stupid. Um, and y'all can fight me on that in the comments. I don't care. It's stupid. Um, but the interesting part for me is how it's just such It just puts such an exclamation point on the fact that the entire foundation of modern evangelical Christianity is American exceptionalism. Like
1: looking at the article while you're speaking from Bill, what's his name? (laughs) So he says specifically, I found that God values each nation uniquely and that the present move towards globalization is nothing more than a modern tower of Babel. It's man's efforts towards creating unity through uniformity instead of being free to celebrate diversity. He's specifically calling out for this exceptionalism and saying that, like, why are we intermingling with all these other countries? We are just as bad as Babel because God thinks we should all be separate and unique, not together and united. How terrible does that sound?
2: (laughs) Now, for all the people that are listening right now that don't know what American exceptionalism is, what is that?
0: that America is special and has a special place in God's divine plan um, and therefore so much pain and death and suffering can be sort of swept under the rug and justified because it was done in the name of God and country and America has kind of like manifest destiny um, to do whatever the fuck it's doing. And because America is so special, mm-hmm. everything that it does is mm-hmm. justified and America should be number one in all of our considerations. I think that's a perfect
1: explanation. And I also think uh, it reminded me of this TikTok that I saw the other day and I don't know the person's at, I'm sorry, I don't follow her, it just popped up, but she was talking about how uh, country music used to specifically be a form and a method to critique the government to call people out, especially the police and the military. And because, you know, in country, they're more of like a rebel rousing kind of live free, do what you need to do, respect That's others and right. nature kind of a thing. And then as soon as 9-11 happens, yeah. this nationalism kicked in in the music industry specifically and specifically around country where you are no longer allowed to critique the government. You can no longer call out their actions. Whatever they do is just yeah. and justified. And we saw what happened with the Dixie Chicks when they said that we shouldn't have been over in Afghanistan and their careers were shut down by the evangelical and national. The thing
0: about that is that, yeah, the Dixie Chicks were shut down about it by the same people who now were like, yeah, George Bush was probably in the wrong. Probably shouldn't have gone over there. Right. Um, And so it's like, it just shows how there's this, like, I'm not even sure what the word is but like an immediate clamoring to support whatever is popular at that moment um Um, and especially if it relates to your stance on patriotism it's just
1: I'm I'm fascinated by like these kind of I guess like you know famous people whatever you want to call them the faces of exceptional church leaders. I don't know what to name him. The, the, oh yeah, the crazy like uh, Celebrity ones, like Pastors Austin, or whatever. Celebrity Pastors. It's just it's fascinating to me. And like, I, I was watching an interview with his nephew. Um, oh. Either his nephew or his partner's nephew. I'm not super sure. His name's Kosti Hinn, who is the nephew of Benny Hinn, I guess. So he left the church and he's been very vocal about it and against it. Uh, and I think that's an intriguing thing to watch, but like the main thing that like he talks about is this whole, uh, I can't. What's the word? There's a word for this, where you are tr- doing your entire doctrine and your entire dogma specifically around uh, profit, not like profit, like with a P. Oh, but, like, um, uh, prosperity gospel. Prosperity. Thank you. Uh, so talking about prosperity gospel as a whole, uh, and he's really outspoken in against that. But, like, the things that he names about, like, literally them just upgrading through models and models and models of airplanes constantly and how just their entire mission is really the prosperity is so
2: confusing to me. I mean, it's not because people are greedy, but... So, this actually has a... This isn't the episode. I'll just tag this and be like, fun fact, keep going. Prosperity Gospel has an interesting tie to the slave trade. So um, the the African-American church in the colonies, uh, the pastor of the African-American church mm. would have still, in many cases, been a slave, but he would have been in the highest order of slave. Mm. He'd be the one that'd be preaching to the other slaves. Mm. And so he would be the most prosperous among the other slaves. And so a lot of the foundations have to do with the white teaching of the black pastor to the black slaves. And that actually continued for a couple of generations after freedom. That... That slave trade moment is one of the birthplaces of like like of, of white grace on black life right. when there was no when, when black when, you know, African American slaves existed here. That is one of the origin that yes. is the strongest origin of prosperity gospel in the United States. So it was
1: essentially them standing up and saying, like, look at all what you could earn and work towards through the blessings of God if you become like me, a good Christian who stays in line. Wow.
2: Uh, yeah, monetizing their trauma, hmm. basically. So maybe we can talk about that someday. Oh, okay, so we have 15 minutes. I'd love to talk about prosperity gospel another day. Sure. That'd be so dope. That sounds something that we should get
1: into. I, I think we still have even more to talk about, if we can just throw it in there real quick. Weird doctrines. Like, I know we mentioned this uh, being like a reason why they split from the church, but what about grave sucking? What is Bethel's... Grave sucking
2: practice. I feel like our first like I, I feel like our first like Patreon sign up thing should be you get a special Bethel episode about their weird doctrine. Like I I think that should be the first one right there. Well, you want to be a grave sucker? It's only Patreon
0: tier should be called like grave <laughs> suckers, and then you just go up
1: there. Do
0: <laughs> you want to be a grave sucker? Three dollars and fifty cents. Um, so from what I understand about grave sucking, Lord have mercy. It is unfortunate to me that I understand literally anything about grave sucking because I could have gone my entire life without knowing this. Um, but unfortunately I grew up around way too many weird religious practices. Um, and to my understanding, it's effectively where these folks go and they lie on the graves of spiritual people that have passed away. People that they think have spiritual powers or gifts or whatever. They lie on these graves and perform... I, I, okay, I want to say they perform some kind of ritual. Prayers I was going to say, have you
1: seen their prayers, though? Go to YouTube and watch their praying sessions in church, let alone on a grave, and they're insane.
2: That's ecstatic paganism. Flat out.
0: Have seen? I was not a graver, but like, I, I fully understand what those prayers are like. Like, fully understand. Um... And they go there thinking that if they lay on these graves and they do this prayer, this ritual, whatever, that they can extract those spiritual powers and gifts from the person in the grave, which makes absolutely no goddamn sense to me, considering that they also believe that that person's soul and spirit and like spiritual being is now. I think
1: they're thinking this is totally made up and it could be wrong. I am not a Bethel church member, but what I would imagine is that as a vessel we are here right and we are imbibed with these spiritual gifts from god and when we pass our soul then continues up to heaven and somewhere in there the spiritual gifts are left here because we're now perfect souls we don't need to bring the gifts with us the gifts are left in our mortal body and they're like oh if no one's using them let me extract them
2: well okay okay let's make it weird um let's make it weirder Okay, so, like, I'm trying to think about it from, like, a pagan perspective a little bit, too. Like, like, so, okay, there are many cultures that see some kind of consumption, whether it be metaphorical or literal, of another being, or, like, the representation of that being, like, invoking the essence of a being over something as, as some kind of, like, gaining of their essence, yeah. right? I mean, that's what communion is. Yeah. You know, you're... This is, this is the body of Jesus. This is the blood of Jesus. Eat, drink. That's invocation. Mm-hmm. So, So like, oh, that, that's it doesn't it even is. make sense no, in, exactly like, witchcraft ways. Do You think that's what yeah, it is? Yeah, no, because I remember
1: watching them explain it in an interview. Um, they were saying, like, you know, how it's an extension of transubstantiation in the fact but that it's uh, witchcraft. while communion does this and that, it's specifically, instead of feeding on the body of Christ, it's feeding on the Body of Christ, as in its followers.
2: Like. That sounds like a sermon given by a vampire. You know? In a megachurch.
1: I mean, I'm probably paraphrasing, obviously, but. I know like I, I think wrong. I've
2: seen that episode of True Blood. <laughs>
1: oh, the super, just like, like, religious anti vampire people.
2: Exactly. I wasn't I was just looking at
1: It's just it's i can't call it bizarre because it's their belief and whatever it's just like not scriptural (laughs) it's bizarre well the thing that i i find the most interesting and maybe it's just me but i can't find a lot about them and maybe that's because they're a cult but the reason i can't find a lot from their own standpoint like i want to hear these explanations is I see a lot from other Christians tearing them down. If you go to YouTube and you type in Bethel, you only get Christians tearing down Bethel. If you go to an article, you get Christians tearing down Bethel. And I find this in-group fighting between Christians so fascinating as well. The fact that they're like, that's not how you do it. No, you don't pray while you're on the ground. You gotta pray standing up. Are you crazy? Like, okay, calm (laughs) down. Like everyone here looks crazy. Calm down, Steve. I'm sorry. They were wearing shoes, and you weren't. We're
0: all fucking crazy. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, no. But uh, there's another video that people really like to target on, and it's specifically this Lord of the Rings reference video, where uh, what's the actress's name? I you have I feel my attention so bad. Do do I? Okay. It's this actor who I actually really Marlene Barrett. Okay. No, no, not from Lord of the Rings, but from. The Bethel Church, there is a member. Her name is Marlene Barrett, and I used to like her Wait, so so why did you
2: mention Lord of the Rings? Wait,
1: we'll get there. We'll get there. So Marlene Barrett, she's an actress. She's in uh, Chicago Med, and I love Chicago Med. Watch it every week when it's on. And I would have never known she was as cray-cray. So she decided to do a whole entire sermon or movement meeting or whatever for Bethel, where she said that she was divinely inspired while watching Lord of the Rings. You, um, Because evangelicals love Tolkien and Lewis. I don't know. But she was watching it and she's like... Which is crazy because it's so <laughs> Catholic.
2: It's so Catholic. Like, they wouldn't attend church with these men. No, nope. But they'll read their fan fiction. This is 100,000% true.
0: My mom was, like, dead set. Like, you can never watch Harry Potter. All of that is witchcraft. Let me tell you, oh, Harry but...
2: Potter did never wit as hard. As the gross sacrifice of Aslan in *Lion the Witch and the*, that was metal. That's fair.
1: Like, which I could argue is an extremely Christian narrative. At least
0: *Harry Potter*, it was just like some guy with no absolutely.
1: Like what? What? What is Voldemort if not fallen? What is Voldemort if not an antichrist figure? What is the, you know, Boy Who Lived if not Christ? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and then he, it's like, the raises tropes. from the dead. He literally dies, but then he raises. Hello. And then he defeats it's good um, versus evil. the enemy.
1: It's all the things. I don't get it. All
0: right, so, when they were, like, were, like, you can't read Harry Potter, it's banned, it's witchcraft, um, the day I turned 18, I, I just bought all of I love of it. it.
1: I love that we don't know who wrote it. I love that it just showed up on our doorstep one day. It's amazing to me. Yeah. I- um... We can't make out the hieroglyphs.
0: Yeah, i like, I don't know, transphobic, can't, mm. I talked my dad
1: into watching it, because he loved Lord of the Rings, and I was like, I know it's about magic. I'm like, how about you, when the DVD first came out, the first movie? I'm like, you go, sit in a room, you watch it by yourself. If you think it's that bad, then I'll still not ever be able to watch it. But I refuse to keep on going around school with everyone else talking about this book and that book and this book and that movie and be left out because you haven't even tried it that's not okay so you go try it and then you let me know he
2: went he watched it and he's like oh it's so good you can watch it it was so good <laughs> can we just talk about like how evangelicalism creates the strangest forms of protest mm. like the rebellion of an evangelical teen is reading fiction and the protest of an evangelical parents is eating two chick-fil-a sandwiches that day like it's yeah. just like what in the world
0: right we could do an entire episode on how like growing up in the evangelical church and like being taught that you're going to be like, the right. world's going to end and that you are going to be tortured and killed for your faith has created an entire generation of folks who are just like looking for reasons to be executed yep. and it the has contributed panic? to this public health crisis. Oh, we, we need my
2: gosh. An episode on that. I've got such an episode for us. The satanic Panic, yes. I want to do one on the NRA... DC talk and Columbine. Uh, DC talk and Columbine. Like, like they took the NRA's like narrative yeah. of just like, but are what if that happened at your school? Not, it shouldn't happen anywhere. Let's stand up against it. It's, it's like it could happen. Are you prepared to die for your faith? Yeah.
0: When? Oh, I was taught very, very like intensely. Yeah. Not that like school yeah. shootings shouldn't happen. But in fact, when they happened, I should be ready to Same. put a gun at my head and say, "Yes, I did this and be killed." And that was like a rallying cry. Yep. It was taught yep. at conference,
2: like like at the FCA, at the Fel- at the Federation of Christian Athletes, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. After school, I remember hearing those talks. Mm-hmm. They let it. They let these pastors into our schools to tell us someone could come in as easily as I just did. And they would say that as easily as I did, and they could kill you. And it was like, yep, yeah, this is the messaging we need in this time But of again,
1: process. like you said, not that we should fix school shootings, just like you should accept your death because obviously they're coming after you because you're Christian. Not like, let's examine why there's school shootings happening, what can we do to prevent our children nope. from getting off? No, it's going to happen because it's your fault for being a Christian, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Good job. <laughs>
0: kind of talking about this with my therapist earlier just like some of the leftover anger I have with my parents for like knowing that this was occurring and like knowing that this was the messaging and like knowing that this was what was being taught and just like being okay with it um because like I just can't imagine like I don't I don't want kids but I can't imagine having a kid um and then being like Mm. you know what I'm gonna teach them this fucking horse shit Like, like teach them, you're born bad. It's fine. No matter how many good things you do, it doesn't matter. You're deserving of death, useless. Uh, And then like, also you're probably going to be put to death for your faith, but that's fine. That's great. Um, And we're not going to worry about fixing any of the problems around you that are completely
2: fixable. Uh,
0: We're just going to tell you that you should be ready to have your head blown off. At like twelve years old.
2: Well, we're we're more okay with kids getting offed than getting off. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's 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 like uh I don't even know if there's a phrase for it, but it's it's like this persecution porn where it's just like violence obsession. That's why they're always okay with violence in movies. It's
0: because they also think that when that starts happening, first of all, you're gonna be elevated when you're in heaven right. because you were willing to like give your life. And second it was like a sign of the end or of the happens. world. So the Jesus would be coming back for everybody. Uh, well, not for everybody, All the folks that were good Christians. And that's the thing, right? Is that like, they thought one, that you would be elevated in heaven and two, that it, the world was ending. And that was a good thing because then even though everybody else would be sent to hell to be tortured for fucking ever, um, they would go up to heaven so they could throw their jagged, metal
2: crowns at jesus like cool and on that note we are out of time
1: for this episode wait 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 we have to wrap it up because i can't leave them hanging on this lord of the rings thing we totally got
2: on subject oh my okay. gosh finish the story so,
1: do it mar the one thing that i found for this whole entire thing and i don't know why it keeps on popping up because i think it's just more hilarious than anything i guess there's two things but it's this video she was divinely inspired by the lord of the rings that she needs to have like a staff like gandalf and then yell you shall not pass because she saw that as him exercising demons in the form of a dragon on a bridge and she said the reason why there's racism in the church and it hasn't been cleared out is because they have not used their apostolic apostolic powers to band together and do a ritual in the form of gandalf and that god told her that she needs to get the church together. And do the ritual together and therefore the day after that there will be no more racism in the church. So she stood up there on stage with like five other people looking like they were so confused and they're just like <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we're gonna grab the staff, <laughs> we're all gonna yell on three and they're just like yeah. and, they, and they did and it was just very strange and the yeah, internet just... is obsessed with it and it sounds strange but like I'm like, it's a visual aid for a sermon, like that's Pretty normal. I've heard sermons about Shrek before, and it's actually not that weird. So I don't know why people are that latched onto it. I think it's the staff. I don't know. I think you have
2: a higher tolerance for weird than 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 you should. (laughs) Like that's normal. That that I
0: I grew up. I grew up in that level of weird, and I won't elaborate because we're out of time. But like, it's weird. But like, if you break it down, Uh, like it's all
1: weird. Kind of like what I said earlier. Like it's no weirder than anyone else's weird. No, it's all weird. (laughs) I think the weird is the claim that she thinks that it would actually work that that's how easy racism is. I mean she's a very successful and very talented black woman, but I'm sure in her heart she knows you can't just pray away racism I hope
2: I hope she knows that goodness i I want to bottle the confidence it would take to walk on a stage and say, "Hey everyone, come here' we're gonna be gandalf no listen i'm not finished we're gonna be gandalf right now and we will banish racism no this isn't representative magic (laughs) come on up the staff is just for me to
1: hold it has nothing to do with anything (laughs) it's just this is just a thing
0: all right we gotta wrap it up yeah
1: you go first Oh, it's the same place as always. You can call me whenever. Uh, But for the audience, they could find me at Jagazus if my account still exists in the future. We'll see if these 12-year-olds band together or not. But yeah, Jagazus on all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok being the mainstay. If not,
2: find me on Instagram because that's where I'll probably just stay for a while. You can find me at Red Sage, the way it's listed with this video, um, on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. And um, hopefully, I won't get banned again as well. So, we'll see what happens.
0: Um, so, if you have watched the earlier episodes, you will know that I used to be Mother of Dogs. I'm trying to make my name uh, a little more cohesive across platforms. So, on the old TikTok, I am Queen of the Heathens. And on Instagram and Twitter, I am queen of heathens with the O being zero. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yes. Yeah. And then okay. uh, we'll see y'all <laughs> next week.